check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Are you ready for the bullshit? Are you ready to laugh? Then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Wolf Pussy Monologues Podcast, your weekly Wolf Pussy Therapy. Broadcasting from our studio in beautiful Los Angeles. And now, here's your host, Mags. Welcome to another episode of Wolf Pussy Monologues. I'm your host, Max. So glad to be back in the Wolf Den with you one more time. I hope you had a great week. Hope you're doing all right in your life. Today's episode, Prison Marriages. What the fuck? Let's talk about some of the reasonings behind the prison marriages and maybe some of the situations that warrant them. I don't I don't know personally. I don't I don't know. It's it's taboo to me because I've always wondered what was the catch, what was the the end game result, you know. Especially with some people that got lifers and shit. What the fuck is the point? But we're gonna dive in. You know what? In the entire fuck is going on with this shit. I mean, don't get me wrong. Prisoners need love too. I can totally dig it. But marriage, really? A marriage that is behind glass or bars can't be too fulfilling, right? I mean, the whole point of getting married, well, one of the main points of getting married, I would say, is to be able to touch and do and all that at your whim. But whatever. Here we go. Let's dive into this shit. Last time I checked, marriage was a sacred union before God and witnesses. Seems like the sacred union has just been changed to... A convenience fee. What makes people do it? What makes a person say, hey, I want to marry someone I can't touch or that I have to be away from for sometimes an undetermined or indefinite amount of time? Here are some ideas that I came up with personally. Number one, of course, on the list, conjugal visits. Of course, if you're in the state that allows conjugal visits, maybe some folks in relationships with prisoners feel they need to marry to keep the physical part of the relationship alive. Okay. Number two, loneliness and low self-esteem. These emotions sometimes go hand in hand when in action. Being that humans are social creatures, a lonely person will most likely go through extremes to feel good or wanted. A person with low self-esteem can be controlled to the point of almost any action with the right manipulation. Number three, adoption. Yes, adoption is on the list because some folks with long sentences and no real outside family may get married to someone they love and trust to raise their children in their absence. Another reason, safety. For a woman who has suffered from continuous domestic violence, a man in prison can be viewed as a viable option, being that there's little to no contact. Next, the bad boy complex. Some ladies truly dig that bad boy vibe and thrive for danger, excitement, and unconditional love that criminals are really good at providing. Number six, hybristophilia. Hybristophilia is a recognized psychiatric condition in which a person, usually a woman, experiences strong sexual desire for a man known for crimes that society considers repulsive. The philia comes from a Greek word meaning love for, 
while hybristo is derived from the Greek verb meaning to commit an outrage against someone. It's also known as the body and Clyde syndrome. This condition can manifest in passive or aggressive forms. Passive hybristophiliacs avoid crime and usually cultivate a safe relationship while their lover boy is tucked away behind bars. They tend to delude themselves into thinking that their death row fiancé is entirely innocent. And even if they don't, they're certain he never harmed them specifically. Their attraction is more of the nurturing type in that they feel empathy for the lonely and wrongly accused little boy trapped behind bars. Aww, where's my violin? Aggressive hybristophiliacs are fully aware that they get wetter than a floor mop at the idea of a violent, murderous thug. They often are complicit in their lover's crimes and will even help them hide bodies or destroy evidence. Yeah, um, just to dive in real quick, real quick. If your dick's so good, or if your mind manipulation is so good that you got me out here hiding bodies, I don't even want to know you, bruh. No, thank you. I'm good. Lastly, on our short list of reasons why people may marry people behind bars, love, plain and simple. Some folks are able to fall in love without physical touch. And also, some inmates are actually in love as well. Or these people had previous relationships and decided that jail wasn't going to stop them from going to the next romantic step. Whatever the reasoning, people got to look at the black and white of it. For the most part, the benefits are one-sided. It only benefits the person who is incarcerated because they have someone to send them money and to correspond with. But there are literally zero benefits for the person on the outside. A person in the free world who is married to a prisoner is essentially single, but married at the same damn time. You are living your life on your own because of the forced separation, right? And the incarcerated spouse can't contribute shit to the relationship, but conversation. Maybe some dick if you get conjugals. You know, I see sometimes people get gifts or whatever from their significant others from prison. But in the circle of shit that they have going on in their relationship, that money goes right back to him for whatever he needs to do on the inside. It's crazy. If I have to ask what you bring to the table to a free man, I'm damn sure not going to put myself in a situation that makes me responsible for the table, the kitchen, the whole goddamn house. No. The divorce rate among couples where one spouse is incarcerated for one year or more is 80% for men and close to 100% for women. That is a high-ass percentage of motherfuckers that walk away from something that's supposed to be the end-all for your relationships, right? Another study found that each year of incarceration increases the odds that the inmate's marriage will end in divorce before or after the inmate gets out of prison by an average of 32%. That does not leave many couples in this situation with much hope of making their marriage work. However, 
It is important to put the divorce rate statistic into perspective. On average, almost 50% of all marriages in the U.S. will end in divorce or separation. That figure includes all people incarcerated or not. So on that note, mm, just take a hip, because that's what shit right there that plays a big part in the grand scheme of why people on the outs, free people, don't want to get married because they're looking at these stats like, oh my God, the divorce rate is fucking 50%. Yeah, but if you got a 80 to 100% divorce rate among the incarcerated alone, I'm feeling like that number kind of fucks off the number for the motherfuckers on the outs. They really should separate that number so people don't have this fucked up ass notion about marriage being a death sentence when in actuality those is certain marriages that are gotten into that are set up to fucking fail but hey that's just my personal opinion shit we all got opinions and assholes moving right along so anywho that figure like i said before includes all people incarcerated or not and if this is a second or third marriage then divorce rates skyrocket for example, if both you and your partner have had previous marriages, you are 90% more likely to get divorced than if this had been your first marriage. The good news is, when one spouse has been incarcerated before getting married, the couple is not any more likely to split up. I feel that it's difficult enough being committed in a relationship in the free world together. <laughs> But to add the immense amount of strain marrying a prisoner is a bit questionable. Did you know that there's a set of rules to follow when you're a prison wife? Now, I don't mean the internal prison wife. I mean the wife of a prisoner. Let's, let me clarify that because we all know what a quote-unquote prison wife is. Whole other episode. Boom. Rule number one. You are now. The Package Pirate, the Green Dot Money Card Master. If you haven't started already, you're expected to add money to his books, commissary, whatever to make your man happy and to help him in that hard place he's in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your phone is no longer yours. No matter what you have going on, when you get an inmate call, it must be answered, period. Number three, be ready to be the provider on all the outs and still be willing to submit to him and his wishes. So you're going to have to wear the pants outside and on your way there. And sometimes and during visiting, you're going to have to wear the pants and buy all the shit. Okay. But you still got to submit and Remain in your place as his wife. Think about that shit. It's hard enough shutting the fuck up when a man paying the damn bills. I'm just saying. It's hard enough for a motherfucker to shut her motherfucking mouth when a man is free and doing shit. So imagine how hard you gotta bite your lip. A bitch will bite her goddamn lip off. Biting her goddamn lip that bad. Anywho. Number four. Put on your Dr. Phil hat. Because you have to be his confidant, his motivator, his right-hand man, his ace boon coon. All positive vibes come through you, no matter what. So just imagine 
how strong you have to be for yourself, for him, for children that are involved. Just a pillar of strength. You got to think about that type of shit because guess what? It's hard enough getting up every morning without that. Just, just a thought. Just a motherfucking thought. I mean, personally, I don't feel as though there are enough marriages anymore due to so much social change and expectations. However, when I think about prison marriages, simply put, it's two people that are in a position to never be lonely again. On the flip side, why would you want a marriage that none of your friends or family can come to? I wouldn't suggest under any circumstances to marry a prisoner while you're free. That's just what it is. Whether you're a prison version or not, at some level, a person has to understand that prison changes people. An inmate and a free person are like two different fucking species, yo. Prison doesn't allow for normal reactions or normal ways of thinking. If you think about it, a prisoner is like one of the world's most unstable creatures. I wouldn't want to marry into instability. I'm sure there are some couples that beat the odds and go on to have a loving marriage that thrives and goes on forever and a day. But let's just keep it 1,000. That's like hitting the motherfucking lotto. Them is some long shot ass odds. Anywho, I want to thank y'all for listening, vibing, and riding with me in the wolf den. Please tune in next week for our next episode titled, I Hate My Fucking Hair. We'll be casually discussing bonnets, sleeping, showering, fucking, growing, and hair maintenance. Remember, stay out the way, stay out them streets, stay safe, love, peace, and hair grease, baby. Wolf pussy, out. Thank you for listening with us in the Wolf Den this week. Please don't forget to subscribe and vibe at wolfpussymonologues.com. Come back next week for more shits and shenanigans. Howl at you soon. It sound right, boy.